Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with... Rhonda Kay. Yeah, we, tonight we're going to talk about um, a story in the Gospels. Uh, Jesus wept and why he wept. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm going to head and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day that you have given us of your mercy and grace, of life, health, and strength food, clothing, shelter, all the things that you have provided us with, we give you glory and thanks for it. Uh, there's nothing that we can do without you, Lord, and we know that, and we just thank you and praise you for all you've done. In the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, we're going to talk about uh, one of the, they call the smallest scripture in the Bible, at least in the English translated Bible, Jesus wept Jesus wept and it's found in John 11 chapter 11 verse 35 um, I like this story in particular because I think it's um, it challenges your faith it um, expresses how important it is to believe in Jesus uh, you don't want to disappoint the Lord you want to believe in him you know so when he does stuff for you. You got to count your blessings. You got to recognize him. You got to thank him for it. And you got to keep those things close in your mind, close in your heart so that it can build your faith. And um, and so that's why I want to talk about this story today. Jesus wept and why some people say he cried because that was the man nature, the human nature side of him. And he was sad that Lazarus was dead. But I don't think so. I don't think that's why he cried. I think he cried for another reason. And we're going to get into that. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John 11 and we're not going to read the whole chapter. We're just going to read a few verses. We're going to start at verse 32 and then we're going to go down to verse 30 and say verse 38. OK, verse 32. It says, uh, well, let me give a backdrop of the story first. Um, this is a story where it's talking about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. These were close friends of Jesus. Um, if you read this story, you find out that they even had a certain like hiding spot to go to because at this point, Jesus had made a name for himself and he was very popular. So I imagine when you get very popular, like a celebrity or something, you got to have hiding points and designated secret places to go to that only people in your inner circle might know, people who are close to you, a close family member, a close friend. And that's the kind of status that um, Mary and Martha and Lazarus had with Jesus. So, and if you, and as we read the story, if you read this chapter, you would find that out, that they were very close to Jesus. And uh, so this is uh, another reason why Jesus wept, because these people were close to him, but they disappointed him. Okay, so let's read the story now. Uh, we are going to stop, start at the at, at the 32nd verse. It says, then when Mary, now Jesus was in another town and he was doing ministry work. He was uh, going around preaching and teaching and he got word that Lazarus was sick. And uh, but Jesus did not stop his work. He kept doing his work. He kept doing his business. And then while he was doing his business, uh, Lazarus died. And Lazarus was dead for four days. And then Jesus decided to head back to um, 
the the town of Bethany or the, the outskirts of Bethany where Mary Martha and Lazarus was. So, uh, so as you read the story now, we're going to go down to verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou has been here, my brother had not died. Now, uh, Martha had already said the same thing, and Martha had already spoke to him concerning uh, Lazarus dying. So these were a bunch of disappointed folks now. They were sad. They were mourning. They were hurt that Lazarus died. And uh, they, they probably felt like nothing like this could happen because they were such close friends with Jesus. But nonetheless, it happened. Death came. And, um, and then verse 33, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, Mary weeping, you know, and the Jews also weeping, you know, all the friends of the family and all the Jews in the town. And, and, uh, and of course, the disciples were there, and the disciples were not saying nothing. They just quiet. And uh, when, um, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. The Bible says he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. So here the Lord Jesus is troubled. He's he's feeling the pressure. He's feeling the 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 stress of the doubt that's surrounding him. In verse 34, and said, Where have ye laid him? And then they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then verse 35, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. So if you can if you can picture the setting here, you got a whole bunch of folks crying and weeping over a death. And uh, that's very common and natural, you know, with most people. You know, when a loved one dies, you cry, you're sad, you're very sad, uh, and depending on, you know, just how close you were to them. And so the people are heartbroken and sad. And uh, but Jesus is now going through a different battle. You know, he's groaning in the spirit and he was troubled. And uh, Jesus knew exactly that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. You know, so Jesus is is, is going through a different battle and um, he's trying to overcome all the surrounding doubt. You know, that reminds me of, a, of another story. Uh, Jairus, the the ruler, the the ruler in um, Luke chapter 8, he had a sick daughter. And he has sent men to come to find Jesus, to come and lay hands on his daughter, to heal his daughter, because he heard that Jesus was a healer. And, um, you know, no matter what you think about a person, if they can heal your loved one, you, you want them to come to your house. So he sent for Jesus, and Jesus was coming. And on the way, the woman with the issue of blood interrupted him. And... Uh, and he stopped to minister to her. And while he stopped to minister to her and she touched the hem of his garment and she was healed, um, during that time, uh, Jairus' daughter died. All right. And then he said, trouble the master longer. She's dead. But Jesus came anyway. And uh, so uh, when Jesus came, um, yeah, I like to focus on the story, how he put everybody out except for the parents, and I believe it was Peter, James, and John, and himself. Because the Bible says that when he told the people that she was not dead, but she was just asleep, they laughed him to scorn. 
doubters. They were doubters, you know, so he put them out. Jesus got a problem with doubt and unbelief. You know, it's kind of like Superman. Superman can do anything in the movies until he got around kryptonite. Kryptonite made him weak. So this is kind of like Jesus' kryptonite when people doubt him, when people don't believe in him. And he said, believe, he said, doubt not, just believe only. You know, he said that several times in the gospel because he need people to believe if they're going to get the miracle. So he put all the people out and then uh, he laid hands or he told the damsel, the 12-year-old girl to rise and she got up. And then he told the people to give her something to eat and they were all happy. So uh, I just thought about that story, but another point in that story that I wanted to focus on, I'm going to come back to it a little later. So verse 35 says, Jesus wept. Verse 36, uh, John 11, verse 36, then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And then some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Okay. Jesus therefore groaned again in himself coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone. So all of these doubters are constantly speaking doubt, speaking doubt in the situation. You know, uh, uh, Martha, Martha came the closest. She almost asked Jesus to do a miracle, but she kind of dropped off at the last minute. Martha, and, and then Mary was crying and she kind of, you know, accused Jesus for taking his time. If you had been here in time, basically, he would not have died, you know. And these are people who are close to the Lord and they and they having problems with the situation, not knowing who he is. Um, now, here's the problem. You know, I did a, a little research and, I'm, and, and I conclude, you know, Jesus had a, a three and a half year ministry, you know, from the time that... Um, I guess he turned the water into wine and he started his ministry and called the disciples. It was a three and a half year period. And I conclude that Jesus is, is like two years at this point, uh, beyond two years in his ministry when he raises Lazarus from the dead. So in those two years, Mary, Martha, the disciples and the Jews, they got to see Jesus do tons of, mi- of miracles. You know, they saw Jesus heal the sick. He, and even raise other dead, open blinded eyes. They saw him turn two fishes and five loaves of bread into enough food to feed uh, 5,000 besides women and children. And then they saw him walk on water. Um, the widow woman's son, he had compassion on her and raised her son from the dead while he was in the casket. And uh, so Jesus did many, many miracles. Uh, cast out devils, the men, the man at the tombs of the Gadareans who had legions in him and cast them out and the demons jumped out of that man and ran into the swine and ran it down the hill and drowned himself. They saw Jesus do all of this mighty, mighty work. But when it came to this situation here, because I believe this situation here was nothing but a test to these people around him, to these people in his inner circle, uh, Mary, Martha, the disciples and the close family members that were in this group of people. And that's why he waited four days, I believe. I believe he waited four days to put them through a test to see where they were so they can see where they were. And then so when uh, the situation comes to where Lazarus dies, 
and the people are crying and sad and weeping and then Jesus wept. Now here's a here's the thing why I believe Jesus is crying a different cry. Um back to uh Jairus the his daughter when she died. According to the Gospel of Luke in Luke chapter 8 when uh, all the people are crying over this 12-year-old girl, Jesus comes into the room and he tells them to weep not. Weep not. So why would Jesus tell these people not to cry over their loved one when he himself cries concerning Lazarus? It would be hypocritical if he was crying the same cry. That's why I believe he's not crying the same cry. He's crying a different cry. He tells them to weep not because they think our hope is gone. People think death is the final answer. It's the fine. It's, it's, it's over. The fat lady has sung. It's over. It's done. And uh, so all hope was lost, they thought, when this girl died. And so when Jesus came into the room, he said, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And then they laughed him to scorn because they know what death looked like. And she was dead. And then um, so Jesus put out the doubters and then he raised her from the dead. All right. So. Jesus knew very well that he was going to do the same thing for Lazarus. So why did Jesus cry when it came to Lazarus? He cried because he was disappointed. Right. You know, these people failed the test. You know, after seeing all of these wonderful things that the Lord has done, you know, healing the sick, raising other dead, uh, taking two fishes and, and multiplying it and feeding 5,000 besides women and children. And he did that twice. He did that on one side of, um, I believe it was Capernaum, and then he crossed the river, river, and then uh, he walked on the water, and then he got to the other side and then fed another 4,000, you know, with, with, the, with the one lunch. So he just did all these wonderful miracles, and then the people still were overwhelmed with doubt and unbelief. And that's why Jesus wept. So I just want to uh, encourage you out there today to count your blessings and allow your blessings to build your faith and the trust in the Lord, especially in this day and time. You know, Satan is doing his thing and he's hurting a lot of people and you see failure all around you. And if you watch the news, you know, CNN and Fox, it's all kind of, uh, unfortunate circumstances on the news and catastrophes and but count your blessings and know that the Lord is real you know just just you know take a moment and get into that quiet place and thank the Lord and, and, and build your faith and trust in the Lord and, and, and that's how you will please the Lord um, I believe it's Hebrew said it is impossible to please God without faith it is impossible for without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord is how it is put. So um, that's what I just wanted to put out there to the listeners today. Don't don't be like this group of people. Learn how to trust in the Lord. Learn how to have your faith. And uh, like I said, look like Martha came close. She, If you read the story, she said, Lord, I know that you are the resurrection and I know you can do it. But then she walked away. You know, she's kind of like, uh, she didn't want to ask. And I think he was looking for her to ask. And then he turned to, to Mary and she was crying and weeping and she never could get there. They're like, Lord, raise him from dead. I know you can do it. Nobody said, I know you can do it. 
So there he was disappointed and he wept. So if you have any questions or comments about this story, please uh, you can contact us at T Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com. That's T as in Tim, T Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com. Or you can go to Mouthsword Ministries at Gmail dot com. Mouthsword Ministries at Gmail dot com. Did you have anything to add to the story? Any any questions or comments about how uh, all of these close people to Jesus, you know, doubted him at this at this late, late point in his ministry. I mean, man, Jesus did so, so many things at this point in the in his ministry. And when it came time to pass a, a simple test. Now, I could say it's simple because I wasn't in that group. And now. You know, 2,000 years later, I can read the story and I can make light of it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in the mix. So, you know, let me not go there. Let me not act like I could have passed the test. But, you know, that's what Jesus expected. Right. He expected them to, to pass that test yeah. of faith. And, he, and he, I think he was just looking for one person in that group to say, come on, Jesus. I know you can raise him. Come on, Jesus. Do your thing, yeah. you know. And it would have made him feel great, yeah, you know. He was disappointed. He was disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's why he cried. Yeah. You know. So, okay. Um, that's all I have on this session of Jesus Wept and Why. Like I said, please contact us and let us know what you think. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that you increase our faith. You say faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Allow us to hear your word. And allow us to see your word in action, Lord. Allow us to focus on your word and not on our doubts and not on our unbeliefs. But allow our faith to grow so that we can be pleasing in your sight. And so that we can pass our personal test that you put in our lives so that we can glorify you. These things we ask. And Lord, if anybody uh, is listening to this podcast and they are hurting and they need a touch from you, please meet them where they are. And um, give them hope and give them encouragement and allow them to see light at the end of their tunnel. And these things we ask in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the honor, and we give you praise. Always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.